Hey guys, my name is Brendan Patrick, and you're listening to Superlit. Superlit is a bi-weekly podcast that revolves around books pertaining to the LGBTQ communities. <laughs> this is probably the first time I've been able to say that without stuttering or laughing through it because I don't have a special guest this week, so I'm not like performing for anyone other than you guys. Um, all right, so I wanted to talk to you guys this week about, as you hear me flipping through the pages, I have a million notes on this book. Becky Albertalli? I'm sorry if I mispronounce it. I think it's Becky Albertalli. Her book, Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda, which was made into the movie Love, Simon. So, I just want to start off like this, for me, um, the... The cursing in this, like, I didn't expect it. Like, literally, and I say that first because um, the... Where is it? I wrote it down, too. Okay, so literally in page two, he says, epic fuckstorm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's literally, um, that's me. I relate to that. (laughs) I feel that. I have a lot of notes written down. um, And for me... Um, I literally spent the majority of this time, like, reading this book, like, actually, like, writing notes and being uh, precise about what I was going to talk to you guys about. So, yeah, my first note that I have is about, um, I definitely, oh, here it is. (laughs) I put them all towards the top so I could find them and read them on the page that they're on. But the first note that I have is about Martin Addison, who is a student at, Simon's school. Simon Spear is the main character of the book, so he's Simon. Martin sees Simon email, like, he sees his email correspondence with a person named Blue, and he goes through them and screen caps them because Simon is having, like, a gay, like, a conversation with another gay person, and the school doesn't know that uh, Simon's gay. And he's afraid uh, that if he doesn't follow along with Martin's blackmail that uh, he and Blue, the character he was emailing with, will be outed to the school. And Blue is very, very secretive about his orientation and who he is. So Martin is blackmailing Simon to get a date with Abby Suso, Suso, Soso, one of the two, Susical, Abby. Okay, her name is Abby. Anyway, um, yeah, he wants a date with this girl named Abby that Simon is, like, kind of close friends with. They've known each other for a short period of time. He's like, I see you hanging out with Abby all the time. Like, I want to hang out with Abby all the time. Like, I think we should work on that. And Simon's like, I don't want to introduce you to Abby. And he's like, oh, well... About that, I took pictures of your email correspondence. And who's Blue? And Simon's like, it doesn't matter. He doesn't go to school here. Like, you leave me alone. And Martin's like, no, I I think we should work together on this thing. So that's how the book starts out. It's pretty, like, intense pretty quickly. Um, And then my second note is Simon has a small group of friends that he's known forever, Leah and Nick. And Leah has feelings for Nick. And... Nick is kind of, like, aware of it, but he doesn't... I don't think he actually, like, wants anything to do with it. Uh, Nick actually has more feelings for Abby. Abby is a beautiful girl. Leah is, I believe, a beautiful girl. They're both described as being, like, really cute and fun. And Leah has feelings for Nick, and Nick may have feelings for Abby, 
which explains why Leah doesn't like Abby. Abby and Leah do not get along because Leah, anytime like Abby's around, Abby is kind of like not all over Nick, but like very like close to him. And Leah does not like it at all. Yeah, so she is not about that. And then, um, so the cool thing about this book too is that some of the chapters are like divided up from like storytelling to like the email correspondence. So um, some of the chapters will be uh, the emails between Blue and Simon. Uh, Blue asks like when Simon knew he was gay. Like he was like, oh, like when did you figure it out? And Simon's like, uh, I think it's when I realized that I was obsessed with Passion Pit, which like I don't know if that's a read or not, but damn Becky, like way to drag me and rip my wig all the way off because. I love Passion Pit. Well, like early Passion Pit. I don't like any of their new stuff because I'm that kind of person. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, my note was, or how I was obsessed with Passion Pit in middle school in reference to realizing Simon was gay. So they're having like a back and forth talking about like, oh, when did you realize? And um, they don't use their actual names. Like Blue, his name is Blue. And Simon's... Uh, fake name is Jacques. Jacques? Jacques? I used to be able to read French, um, which I think actually translates to Simon, which is just like really funny. So they're talking about like if they've ever dated anyone, and Simon has had at least three girlfriends who he's like not really done much with. He like hid from one of them at like a school dance when he figured out that she like wanted to kiss him. He hid in the bathroom from her the whole night, and it was Valentine's Day, of course. So like. That, <laughs> there it is. And then um, Blue didn't really like middle school that much, and his sexual identity crisis, as he calls it, was triggered by someone at a wedding who he had, like, they didn't hook up or anything. He just, like, saw them and was like, oh, my God, he's it. So they're talking about that for a little bit in their email correspondence. And then, um, okay, one of my notes was, okay, so I have notes throughout this book of me, like, having an actual conversation, I really felt like Simon was getting catfished. Like, this wasn't... Because I've read so many gay books lately that are not, like, happy endings. And I'm like, oh, my God. Simon's getting catfished by a kid at a school. Like, that's exactly what's going on. So, I thought that he was getting catfished because, like, he has, like, no real indication of if this guy is real. But there's, like, little, like, details, like... Oh, me and Mr. Will, like one of the teachers, like we're talking about our assignment. So it's like he has to know that it's a real person. The way that Simon had found Blue, um, because obviously they didn't just start emailing each other out, out of the blue, if you will. Um, there is a school like Tumblr, and it's like mostly a gossip thing where like people post gossip about other people's, about other people's. <laughs> Blue posted something up on the Creek Secrets Tumblr about like feeling like oceans away from people sometimes about he, how he felt so different. And Simon read it and was like, oh, your poetry is actually like grammatically correct and it's really beautiful. So he responded to it. And that's how their um, emailing correspondence goes. So cool things about his friends. Um, <laughs> I wrote, Leah is a weeb. And does Yahweh drawings, as Simon calls it. Oh my god, she... Oh, <laughs> see, I'm not kidding. Oh my god, she likes... Uh, she reads slash writes slash fan fiction. Simon Dev confirms that he... <laughs> he 
he uh, there's a summer that he found Harry slash Draco uh, fan fiction, and uh, he confirms that he basically jerks off into socks to it, which is like. <laughs> Like, honestly, this book is a little bit more than, like, I thought it was going to be. Like, it's, a, like, uh, <laughs> there's, like, descriptions of, like, Simon's like, well, now I'm hard. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> no, you can't talk about that. Um, <laughs> but I was literally just having a conversation about this last night because I watched uh, Call Me By Your Name. One of the scenes, he, like, wipes his body off with, like, a nice Oxford shirt. And I was like, excuse me? You don't do that to an Oxford shirt. You do that to socks or underwear. Anyway, Simon is in a, like, theater group for school. Like, it's like a theater class, I guess you could say. I don't think it's an after-school thing, but it could be. Because um, my my theater thing was, like, I was actually in a class when we did um, theater. So it wasn't, like, an after-school project, if you will. But Simon is in a theater class with Martin. So, of course, he's in hell. And a kid named Cal... Cal kind of caught like his eye and he's like, oh, maybe he's blue. He's so cute and he has blue eyes and he's cute and handsome. And um, he, Cal is like the stage manager and he's also a junior like Simon is. So he's like in class and he's like, oh my God, it's definitely Cal. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> it's funny, like the interactions that like Cal, Cal and he have, like, I guess like, it's, it's pretty cute. Like, Cal's just like, oh, hi, Simon. How are you doing? And Simon's like, and it's from Simon's perspective, it's like his stomach is doing flips and he's, like, feeling crazy. And he's like, oh, my God, it's Cal. He's so hot and this and that. And I'm like, wow, I remember high school me. And I still do that. And then uh, we're getting to, so it starts out at, the, like, the beginning of the year. And now we're, like, at Halloween. So it's kind of like October when the book starts, I want to say. And then... um I wrote down Nick is having a Halloween party and then crossed it out and wrote Garrett is the one having the Halloween party. I was very confused for a second because I'm reading this and taking notes and I was like, wait, which one of you is having the party? And I couldn't remember exactly which page it started on, like the conversation of the Halloween party. So um, Garrett is having a Halloween party and Simon has invited Martin so he can talk to Abby so he can like actually follow through with the blackmailing process because Martin starts to think that Simon is avoiding him. So strange that the person you're blackmailing is avoiding you. It's crazy. Um, And so at the party, like Simon doesn't normally drink and he's like having a beer and he's like, this is terrible. Why do people do this? And I'm like, I wonder if I ever had that thought in high school when I had my first beer. And I was like, Yes, this is a thing that I'm going to do well into my adult years. Um, Maybe I didn't drink anything at all for my parents, in case they're listening. But yes, Simon has like a few beers, and uh, he's like a little nuts. And at this party, he realizes he won't be seeing uh, Cal Price, Cal, the dude he's like kind of into, thinking he's blue, because Blue said that he's stuck at home doing trick-or-treating stuff. Um, and Simon's like, oh, you should just, like, leave a note on the trick-or-treating bucket and be like, take two, and, like, come out. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Blue is very against, like, meeting uh, Simon because he's afraid of them, like, seeing each other. And it mostly boils down to, like, he's afraid of, like, once, like, Simon meets uh, Blue, that, like, Simon won't like him anymore. Like, he won't, they won't have their, like, fun interactions. So, update on the, uh, with the, um, Martin and Blue thing. 
Martin asks Abby to homecoming and she's like, I already have a date. Like she tells Simon, she's like, I don't know what to do. I already have a date. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have to turn him down. And Simon's like, great. Awesome. Like, this is perfect. Um, I am going to hate this. And it's also like revealed like early in the book that Simon's parents are very like theatrical people. They love watching like, um, reality TV. They love watching the bachelor. Um, and Simon is like the middle child of three, I believe. So there's his sister, Alice, who's in college. And then there's Simon and then there's Eleanor, which they're all named after basically Alvin and the Chipmunk characters. You're welcome. Yeah. They're, they're like very much into that. And Simon's very much afraid of coming out to his parents because he doesn't want it to be like a whole ordeal. He doesn't want it to be this huge event. He doesn't want it to change like what he like his parents think of him. You can hear me flipping through the pages, and it's fine, because I want to find the notes on the pages themselves. So we're in chapter seven now. So it's like a so around chapter seven is like homecoming around that time. So during homecoming, there's like the spirit week, if you will, that every school does. I never participated in that, which is so funny because I do costumes. So you would think that I would get into it. I didn't never got into it. Um, and then Simon, like the, some of the dudes like participate in the, which I think this is poorly named the gender bender day. So like the guys come in and like the school, like (laughs) cheerleader outfits and Simon used to feel like comfortable doing that kind of stuff during Halloween when he was a kid. And now as he's gotten older, he has like a fear that like people will see him and be like, Oh yeah, he's gay because of like doing that. And it's sad because like. He Simon is really into costumes. He's really into Halloween. It's like one of his favorite things. And I can't imagine having that ruined for me. <laughs> um and he makes a really good point that like the straight guys do it and like have no fear of being like ridiculed or like made out to be like gay or anything. And when Simon does it, he's afraid it's gonna happen to him, which sucks. And he uh, misses doing, like, more feminine costumes because he did, I think, a flapper or, like, share a bunch of years in a row, and he misses doing it. (laughs) And usually with Homecoming, everyone, like, their group of friends are like, no, we don't want to do it. And Nick actually wants to do Homecoming this year. So Nick has the idea of going to the Homecoming game and Leah, who's like very much against it, they always go to the Waffle House instead and like hang out. It's like I thought you guys didn't want to go. And Nick, uh, Simon, and Abby are like, "Let's go." And the reason why Simon wants to go is because Blue said he's going to be at the homecoming game as well. So he's like, "Maybe I'll be able to find him." And guess who's at the homecoming game? Um, <laughs> Cal is at the homecoming game. So after they get there, they're at the homecoming game now. When they get there. Simon sees Cal Price after being pulled onto like the school float for the juniors. They go to the game and he sees Cal Price and he's like sitting there with them and basically sitting in his lap. And um, it's actually really cute. I was like, oh, this is blue. This is great. This is amazing. But I had a feeling like early in the book that it like wasn't. And it's mostly because of Twitter spoilers. And I understand this book has probably been out for forever, but I went. And like looked at Twitter and it was a mistake because I figured out who it was. Don't go to Twitter. It'll ruin everything for you. Uh, so in one of the email correspondences with Blue, um, Simon talks about how it, basically if he could eat Oreos all day, he would do it. So he's like really into Oreos. It's a really weird thing. 
uh, for Simon to be very much like in love with. He loves Oreos. He's very much into Oreos. Um, and Blue was like, I don't know if I've ever had like an Oreo. I think that's like something that he does. He's like, I'm not, I'm not into Oreos. Um, yeah, they're, like their email con- correspondences are so cute. Like the one about Oreos from Blue to Simon. It's true. I had no idea I was talking to such an Oreo connoisseur. The Shoreo sounds like a magical place. So, doctor, how many servings of Oreo products are necessary for a balanced diet? I'm getting the impression that you have a bit of a sweet tooth. Like, honestly, like, this kid is, like, killing me. The the emails between them are so cute, and I definitely was, like, smirking the whole time I'm reading them, as I am right now. And, um... <clears throat> so, during these email correspondences, because, of course... Um, Blue reveals that he likes the idea of Simon fantasizing about s- <laughs> about sex. I'm a child, clearly. Um, I wrote, oh my god, what are they going to meet? <laughs> like, seriously, I'm a child reading this book. Because I'm so used to, in these, like, these teen lit books, the kids, like, if it's, like, a scene where, like, sex is about to happen, they're like, and we kissed and it was deep. And then the next day I woke up and I was like, okay, yeah, that, like, if that's going to be a scene, like, that's what's going to happen. Not, like, the description of, like, <laughs> Simon jerking off into socks and, like, Blue um, feeling like uh, he likes the idea of Simon fantasizing about sex. Which is just, like, a lot for me. I wasn't expecting it. Thank you, Becky. So, Simon reads... <laughs> Here we go. Exactly. This is what I'm talking about. Um... Simon reads the sex email before bed and it turned him on. <laughs> and there was a descriptive, a semi-descriptive jerk-off scene. Yes, Becky, is what I wrote. So just like letting you know. <sighs> so um, Simon is turning 17 on uh, November 17th, October 17th. I'm assuming it's November 17th. So um Leah is very, very adamant about, like, anyone whose birthday, like, if it's their birthday, they get a sheet cake. So, they're, like, the most popular, like, AP, like, nerds at the lunch, in the lunchroom right now because they have sheet cake. And it's cute that they're so into his birthday. The quote that I see right here is, your golden birthday is 17 on the 17th, Abby says. And she tilts her chin up dramatically and extends her hand, Nicholas, the tape. So, they're talking about, like... Like putting um, like decorations together for the um, for the birthday, and it's just like it's very cute. I really like it. The friends really seem like they care about each other, and like Abby's the new girl, and she's like really like all about doing things that the group does, which is nice. It's cool. It's fun. It's fresh. Um, some of the some of the chapters I couldn't take notes because I was just like, yeah, uh huh. I have to just remember this because I was there was um. I think towards like chapter, what, let's see, I'm like on 11. I read some of these notes, like I wrote some of these notes while I was in New York waiting for a concert to start. But a lot of the chapters, like after maybe chapter 12, I read in one sitting because I was just like, I have to finish this book. Like I need to know what's going on. And it's just like when I was reading um, Fangirl and Carry On, there's just like a certain chapter that hits that you're like, oh, it's it's starting to get like, you're in the thick of it. You have to finish this. So usually I read these like while I'm on my way to work, while I'm taking breaks at work, like when I'm eating, you know, lunch or dinner. And like I literally the one night I got home from work and I was like, I'm reading for the rest of the night. Like this this is what I'm doing. So <clears throat> Simon's sister, Alice, 
is visiting from college is hiding a secret from everyone uh, during Thanksgiving. And Simon's like, who are you talking to? It's definitely a boyfriend. And uh, we're, like, not sure, like, what it is. I, for some reason, was like, oh, what if Alice is gay? Like, what if, like, (laughs) it's like both of them come out at the same time. What if that happens? Um, Around the time that um, Alice is home, obviously Simon is still in school. Um, It's like Thanksgiving break happened, and then they come back. Um, A character named Bram is mentioned memorably for the first time. Memorably for the first time. So he's one of Nick's friends, and it's like, He's one of the guys that sits at lunch with them. And it's I think that's like the first descriptive like part that he's been like brought up in. Um he's sitting in class and Simon gets Bram's uh test score, pay, like uh essay score instead of uh Bram. So they switch they get each other's test scores by accident and they switch and Bram blushes uh when he sees Simon looked at the grade, which was uh, an A plus, I believe it was like a perfect score. And Simon's like, this isn't mine. This isn't right. <laughs> this is someone else's. Also. So Simon's theater class, I read it early in the book and I just like forgot which, um, like which, uh, performance they're doing, which production they're doing Oliver twist. And Simon is one of the Faggins boys, which is just like, this seems a little bit too easy. And Simon likes that. He's like the only actual boy in the Faggins boys. Um, so he's the tallest person on stage at that time, which I relate to. I like being the tallest person in a room, even though usually I'm not. So one of my other notes on page 100 was that Simon thinks that Cal might be straight when he's like, he's hanging out with the senior girls and their feet are like kind of like intertwined and they're like standing up. And I guess his interaction is very short with Simon. So Simon's like, oh, great. I'm having a horrible day. Um, I didn't do well in this this essay. Uh, Cal Price is straight, and um, then he realizes, like right after leaving um, school, that Lee and Nick are hanging out without him, and he's like feeling really bad about it. And I wrote the quote: "I feel irrelevant, and I hate that." And I relate to that. Like I completely understand when you see your friends hanging out without you, and you're like, "Oh crap!" Like that's that's not a good feeling. It's not great. And then during another one of their email correspondences, Blue realizes that uh, Simon's email, which is hour-to-hour, note-to-note, is a reference to an Elliot Smith song. And he, he like, admits that he downloaded some Elliot Smith music just to listen to it. And he's like, I feel like this is right. Like, this reminds me of you. And they've never met. They've just emailed. So it's really cute that, like... Their email correspondences like are that like in depth, and that they do it so often that uh, they're feeling really, really close to each other. Um, and Blue is kind of giving hints about himself. Um, so he's start he like starts giving hints, and one of them is that he's celebrating Hanukkah. And Simon's like, "Oh, I didn't like. I'm so sorry. I didn't even know um, that you were Jewish." And he's like, "Well." My mom's not, my dad is, like, I go and celebrate Hotel Hanukkah, which means they, like, go hang out, and they're divorced as well. They go to a hotel and do all of the things that you would do for Hanukkah. They exchange gifts, they light the menorahs, um, and hang out. He's also, Blue, at Hotel Hanukkah, is considering coming out to his father. So he's like, I'm seeing my dad, I don't get to see him a lot, maybe this will be the time that, like, I try to come out. Like, maybe this will be the time that I tell him. And that kind of spurs Simon to come out to Abby. They're driving around after, I 
Martin, yeah. So they're driving around after hanging out with Martin. Martin is still blackmailing Simon, and now Simon is kind of like giving in more um, <clears throat> because Martin's like, oh, Simon, you know what? I should introduce you to my gay brother. Like, I, not he doesn't say that, but his brother is like openly gay, and he's like, I should introduce you to him. Like, you guys would get along really well. And Simon's like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Like, I would love that. And Abby's like, that would be so great. <laughs> I'm like, no, Abby, don't. So um, after, oh, I definitely skipped ahead. Darn it. <laughs> this is what happens when I'm like going, I'm like riffing. But Blue doesn't come out to his dad during Hotel Hanukkah um, because he it like was too nice of a, a situation. And he wants to tell his mom first. Also, his dad gave him a book by Casanova. Which is about sex, so isn't that great? Oh, okay. Hmm. Here we go. One of my my notes that I actually tweeted about. So because he's been hanging out with Martin so much, he feels like, oh, I'm actually like becoming friends with this guy. And I know he's blackmailing me, but like maybe he could be my friend. And my note was, no, bad Simon, don't do it in all caps. Like I wrote it and I'm like, that's just not it. This is where he comes out to Abby. So they're like driving home after that and they're at a stoplight and he's like, Abby, can I tell you something? She's like, sure, what's up? And this is like a pretty descriptive scene. The music seems to fall away. We've stopped at a red, and I'm waiting to turn left. All I can hear is the frantic clicking of my turn signal. I think my heart is beating to its rhythm. You can't tell anyone, I say. No one else knows this. She doesn't speak, but I perceive her her angling her body towards me. Her knees are folded up into the passenger seat. She waits. I didn't plan on doing this tonight. So the thing is, I'm gay. It's like, (laughs) I think when I told my... So the first person I told out of my friends group was a girl named Danielle Brzezinski. And I told her before any of my other friends. I told her at a friend's birthday party. We were like, I want to say like 15. So I told her, and I just met her. And I was like, hey, can I tell you something? Like, she was like, yeah, of course. And I'm like, I'm gay. She's like, okay. Like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, all right, great. So I told her first. And it was so much easier for me to tell her than anyone else because I didn't know her. And that's why Simon feels like really comfortable telling Abby. Not that she, he doesn't know her, but because they, like, it's not like a, you know, them knowing each other for like a long period of time. Like they're like, it's not as hard. And I completely understand that. Now it's really easy for me to do it because I'm like, okay, well, if you can't tell, you're dumb. But Abby reacts well, which is really great. And, after that, like he has an email correspondence with Blue telling him, like, oh, I came out to Abby. And Blue is like, hey, I came out to my mom. And they're like just having the greatest time ever. Their emails are very cute. And they're talking about like band t shirts and like how Simon doesn't wear them, even though he should. And that's like something that comes up later in the book. So um, after that, Simon realizes that he's having a hard time coming out to Lee and Nick because he's known them forever. And this is what I was saying before. He feels as though it'll change like the way that they view him and like how they think of him because uh, he's known them for so long. He doesn't want them to like feel as though he's like changed as a person. And that's definitely something like. I think someone in the age group is like, no, I want them to think that I'm still me. Like, I'm still me, but like, this is a thing that I'm having a hard time talking about because I'm looking at a page right now and it's about Cal Price. So Cal Price is drawing um, a superhero and it's not that great, but uh, Blue really likes superheroes. So Simon's like, wow, okay, like this has to be Blue. So they're talking and he's like really, really close to Cal. 
And he's like talking to him about the superhero and he's like, maybe I should ask Cal if he's blue today. Like maybe I should do this thing. And he looks over and Abby's like staring at him during theater class. And he's like, Oh, Nope. Can't do it right now. Can't do this. There's a part in the book where Cal, so Cal is like the, the theater, like the direct, like a director's assistants, if you, if you will. And they're in the play together. So they send like a small group down to like rehearse in a different room while the other people are rehearsing. Sorry, I'm very excited. So while they're like off doing that, when they, I guess they like they have a like a time limit on how long they're supposed to be away from the class. So after they do a little bit of rehearsal and like warming up, they like they're bringing chairs back to the theater room uh, and they're rolly chairs and they start having like a rolly chair race. So like Taylor, the one girl in the class, that, like is like very like holier than thou. She is doing like a chair race with Simon and Cal's the one pushing the the chair. And like when he's alone with Cal for a second, they hold hands <laughs> and Cal is like blushy. Uh, and I'm reading this and I'm like, holy shit, maybe Cal is blue, but I think that's too easy. Like, I feel like it's like too correct. And then after that, like Abby does a race with Simon and apparently um, while this was all happening, Abby had told which I'm call it, had told Martin that like she doesn't want to like she doesn't like him in that way, and then Abby's like hanging out and being like cutesy with Simon, and Martin sees it, and Martin is pissed with Simon and confronts him after he sees Abby having a fun time um, after the chair races, and Simon's like, yeah, no, I don't like I don't like you, like you're blackmailing me. And, uh, Martin is like, I'm not blackmailing you, it's an arrangement. And he's like, no, you're blackmailing me. So after that, he says that like the blackmail arrangement or the arrangement, as he calls it, is over. And I, I'm reading this. I'm like, I don't trust this like teenage kid to just let something go. Okay, so there, we're at an email correspondence at this point. So like I said, it goes back and forth between email correspondences. And Blue gets home, and his mom and dad are both sitting on the couch, and. Um, Blue had come out to his mom already, but he hadn't come out to his dad yet. And, uh, he's like, he feels queasy is the, the exact quote. Um, because he thinks that his mom like kind of ratted him out to his dad and like spilled the beans. And his dad is really just there to tell him that, uh, his new wife is pregnant. So like the whole time he's like, Oh my God, I'm going to have to tell my dad I'm gay. Cause his mom is like, you guys need to talk. <laughs> and so she leaves the room and his dad is like, Hey, um, my wife is pregnant. So, uh, he needs a distraction from, uh, from Simon. <laughs> and they, they do that pretty, um, pretty often. And also at this point we're on page, like, 146, um, and it's chapter 18 at this point. Blue starts signing his um, his emails love instead of just like dash, dash blue. Um, and uh, I was like, wait a minute. So I started looking back at other chapters to see if he had been doing that, and he hadn't. So he just randomly started doing it. And they've been talking, I think, that we're like, a, if I look at the book, we're like I want to say halfway through the book at this point. Like we're a pretty good chunk um, through, and it's just like really amazing. And in that chapter, Simon asks to meet Blue in person, and um, 
like, I love that the chapters afterwards are usually about the chapter before. Like, if he had just had an email correspondence, usually he'll talk about that first. And now we're at Christmas Eve day. So I feel like if I want to talk about anything else, I should put up the spoiler warning alert. So I'm going to do it. So we're about to get into some spoilers. So get into it. So on Christmas Eve day... Uh, Alice is home from, you know, school and she's like talking on the phone a lot and she keeps like leaving the room and talking for hours at a time to this person on the phone. And, uh, Simon's like, okay, definitely someone's boyfriend. And Leah and Nick come by to visit and they're like, is there anything you want to tell us? And Simon's like, wait a minute, did you guys bang? And they're like, what? Wait, no, no, this isn't about us. Okay. We're going to go. I hope you have a nice Christmas. So they both leave and, like, later on, like, uh, while Simon is in his room alone, Nora comes up and is like, hey, can I show you something? And he, like, go, she goes to use his computer, and he's like, nope, don't touch the computer. Don't ever do that. And, uh, which is how we all are, honestly. And um, he, she's like, okay, then you pull up the school's Tumblr, like, the Creek Secrets Tumblr. So there is a post about Simon outing him. And the post reads, Simon Spear, open invitation to all dudes. Dear all dudes of Creekwood, with this missive, I hereby declare that I am supremely gay and open for business. Interested parties may contact me directly to discuss arrangements for anal butt sex or blue jobs. But don't give me blue balls. Ladies need not apply. That is all. So um, they mentioned the word blue twice. Uh, and that's definitely alluding to Blue, you know, the email correspondences. So it's definitely Martin. And um, it stinks because, like, Leah and Nick have known Simon forever, and they, like, see this thing happen online, and they just kind of, like, let it happen. They just, like, not that they let it happen, but they, um, they, like, come to visit, and they're like, is there anything you want to tell me? Like, tell us, and don't, like, confront it further, which I understand it's, like, an awkward topic, but, like, you could try to tell your friend that something horrible was posted about them online, you know? And then I like that Nora was the one that did it. She was like, hey, I've already reported it. I want them to take, like, the I've reported it online. Make Hopefully they'll take it down. And it winds up being up on Tumblr for three days. And, um... Like, he knows that it's Martin that did it. He thinks it's Martin that did it, but, like, obviously it's Martin because it it refers to Blue. So, um, after unwrapping Christmas presents the next day, Simon comes out to his family. And his parents react well. And the thing with his parents is that his dad will casually make, like, gay jokes in front of him. And Simon was, like, kind of hoping that that would stop. But um, it's just, like, not... It's not great. So Alice like comes up and talks to him in his room, like after he comes out and is like, Hey, like talk to me about what's going on. And he's like, I'll talk to you. If you uh, tell me who you're talking to on the phone, like show me who your boyfriend is. So they're having like a normal interaction. It's pretty great. And so another email correspondence and blue is like kind of saying like, Oh, okay. Like we we can't t- like we can't meet in person. Like, and also I'm going to Savannah. Like, uh, Simon's afraid that Blue won't have email connection in Savannah because of like there not being <laughs> internet everywhere or something. That's so dumb. Um, 
but like anything to get Blue to stay and talk to him, but he won't be around his phone a lot. So I want to know what the premise of the movie You've Got Mail is, because I feel like it's this. Anyway, it's New Year's Eve now. It's like, flash forward a little bit. It's New Year's Eve now, and Simon, Simon officially comes out to the group of his friends at the his New Year's Eve party, and his parents are like, we're going to have to like talk to you about like Nick staying over from now on, because he's a dude. And I'm like, really? He, they never had a problem with any of the girls staying over, but... Like, now it's like, okay, well, Nick can't stay over anymore. And it's like, okay, guys, chill out. But um, Simon officially comes out to his, like, group of friends. And the reason why, like, Lee and Nick didn't say anything is because they were like, well, you could have denied it. But I still think that's kind of crappy they didn't, like, tell him straight out, like, hey, this thing was posted about you online. Like, that's not cool. But after that happens, it I guess they realize that, like, Abby knew before them and Leah's, Leah's upset about it. And she's like, well, I can't feel bad because, like, these, like, this isn't about me. It's your thing. And Simon's like, no, you're allowed to have your emotions. Like, you're allowed to feel bad that I didn't tell you first. And so Simon had asked for Blue's phone number. And Blue's like, no, I can't, I can't give you my phone number. Like, it's not something that I want to do. Like, you could call me and figure out who I am. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. I just want to be able to text you. Like, I want to have better correspondence than this. And as soon as Simon gets back at school, he's like, oh, I wonder, I wonder if, like, my day is going to go okay. And everything's fine. Like, throughout the school day, it starts getting worse. Like, there are kids, like, the football team, like, kind of harasses him a little bit. Shocker. And um, while they're in play performance, these kids come in with signs, like, huge signs making fun of Simon. And Martin's obviously in class with him, so he sees this happening. And Taylor and Abby go and chase the kids with the teacher. And Taylor's like that girl, like, I don't mention her enough, but, like, she's that girl in theater class that's, like, Miss Perfect, does everything right, really good at everything, really pretty. And she, like, runs off and almost beats the shit out of these kids. And Abby and Simon are, like, very confused. They're like, wow, I didn't think that, like, Taylor would do that. Kids get, uh, I believe they get expelled, which is cool because the teacher saw it happening and was like, okay, guess what? Y'all are getting, like, I'm going to expel you if it's the last thing I do here. So after class is canceled, like, uh, Simon and Abby go and, like, see Nick at the soccer field. And they're talking. And Bram is there. (laughs) P.S. He calls him cute Bram, which is great. And Martin is waiting for Simon after class at Simon's car. And he's like, hey, I'm really sorry. Like, I didn't mean for this to happen. Like, I didn't think it would be this bad. Like, I I didn't think that these things still happen to people. And Simon's like, yeah, that's bullshit. No. And he rips into Martin and is like, you took this thing away from me. This was my thing and you took it away from me. And now I'll never have it back. Like, you did something bad. You have to live with this. And Martin's brother's gay. So, like, I... I believe at one part in the book, like it gets back to Martin's brother, like later on in the book at, uh, during Christmas, like, um, the three siblings go out to get waffles and they see Martin's gay brother at (laughs) Martin's gay brother, Martin's brother at, um, I don't know if Martin has more siblings, but his, uh, his one sibling, they see him at the waffle house and he like smiles and waves and Simon's like, bye, can't do this. I'm leaving. So, um, that's when he like, I guess, uh, he doesn't understand why Mar- why uh, Simon like ran out, and he asks Martin, and then riffs into Martin about it, uh, his brother, and basically that's the reason why like I think Martin apologizes because he realizes that he did something really stupid, and Simon rips into him like he should. So 
chapter 24, here's the big, here's the big thing. Um, they start guessing who each other is. And uh, Blue is like, hey, I think I know who you are. Simon's like, okay, I think I know who you are, too. So he starts guessing things about Cal Price, and he's wrong. And it's so awkward. And I believe Blue stops signing Love Blue. So that happens. And I guess Blue like Blue is like really disappointed. It's really upsetting. Like I read that the first time I was like, wait, did I just miss the love? And then he does it twice. So that happens. And obviously, like Blue figures out who he is because of what's going on at school, but also because of he like I guess he used Google Translate to see like what Jack Wes meant. And it basically like uh, there's a translation where it's like Simon says if you will. Simon like reaches out to him and was like, Hey, I really want to like meet up with you. And, uh, he starts signing his actual name since he knows that blue knows who he is. After a while, he stops writing love Simon, which is so sad. Like it's just sad bit of reading right there. Um, but when he's going to, after, uh, blue is like, Hey, we can't hang out. He like stops responding to the emails, I guess. And then when Simon gets to school right before the, uh, we're like near the end of the book, so it's all kind of running together. But when Blue, when Simon gets to school the one day uh, right before the um, like rehearsals, um, Blue has left a bag on his locker, on Simon's locker, that has an Elliot Smith T-shirt in it, and he's like, "Oh, I really like this." And then he's angry that like Blue will leave things like that, but he won't talk to him in person. Like he's. He's like, he's a fucking coward. So that happens. And he runs into Cal on the way in. And um, they, like, exchange, like, a hello. And it's revealed later that Cal is bisexual. And that happens. It's just, like, casually, like, mentioned. So they're starting to do this stuff for the, like, the live performance of the show. And... When it gets to, like, Simon's class, like, they do, like, a showing for each class. When it gets to Simon's class, someone has changed Simon's character's name in the playbook, like, the, um... I I guess it's called playbook? I don't know what they give out at, like, you know, shows where it's like, this character is this. Um, I'm calling it a playbook. Hello. Um, they changed Simon's character's name from Faggin's Boy to Fag Boy, which is, like, really low-hanging fruit. Like, really good job, everyone. And the teacher, um, Simon's, uh, theory teacher literally like goes on the stage and um like gives the school a talking to basically over the like loudspeaker she's like reading the code of conduct about like how you're not supposed to uh like basically make fun of other students like that like the harassment policy and no one's listening and it's just like it sucks but at least she did it and it was really cool to see a teacher like caring that much and then after that they decide so Abby and Nick invite Simon out to like go like out on the town since Abby's family isn't there like home that weekend and she has the car. So they're thinking they're like should we invite Leah and Nick's like maybe we don't invite Leah because Leah sometimes gets like really self-conscious around Abby or just in general. So they don't want to ruin the weekend because of Leah like feeling bad about herself making other people feel bad and being mad at Abby for no reason. So that happens. And then um, they go out to this, uh, like, gay restaurant slash bar. And while Simon, like, Simon runs to the bathroom, comes out, and this dude, like, intercepts him, thinks he's really cute. He's a college student, feeds Simon, like, a bunch of drinks. So Simon gets very, very drunk very quickly because he doesn't drink. 
And when he re- when the dude Peter, I believe his name is, when Peter realizes that Simon is a uh, high school student, Peter's like, "Up, oh, nope, where are your friends? I'm dropping you off." And he uh, he says, "Oh, honey," at some point. So I'm just thinking of Trixie Mattel, but "Oh, honey," Peter drops Simon off with his friends, and I guess that's like his first interaction with like an out gay person, like a real one. So he's, like, living his best life. He's, like, loving this gay restaurant. He's, like, this is the best thing ever. So Simon's very drunk. And on the way to Abby's house, Simon's, like, wait, I need my T-shirt. And Abby's, like, you have a shirt on. Like, what's going on? And Nick's, like, I'll lend you a shirt. Don't worry about it. And Simon's, like, no, I need my T-shirt. I can't wear it, but, like, I need I need it. Like, I can't explain it. And it's the Elliot Smith T-shirt, of course. So when he, like, runs in, he realizes his parents are watching, like, scripted TV instead of, like, reality TV, which they always do with the family. And uh, his parents are like, so you're really drunk. Is Abby drunk? Is she drunk driving? He's like, no. Like, she's not. Don't worry about it. And his mom goes out, sends Abby and Nick home. And um, Simon says to his dad, like, yeah, no, it happens right here. So in this chapter, like, when they're having the... While his mom is out talking to Abby and, like, figuring out if she's drunk driving, um, Simon and his dad have a conversation. And he's... It's basically revolving around, like, hey, like, his dad's like, we have to set up some boundaries. And basically Simon says to his dad, like, oh, are you sad that you can't make fun of gay people in front of me anymore? Like, are you are you sad that you can't do that because your son's gay? He's like, Simon, stop. He's like, no, I'm not going to stop. Like, are you disappointed about that? You can't, like, you can't do it anymore. And Drunk Simon is great because, like, that was ballsy. It's uh, pretty great. Mom sends Abby home, and Simon gets grounded, and his phone and laptop are taken away from him. So he gets to school, like, on Monday, and Abby's like, are you okay? Like, what happened? Like, I've been texting you. And he's like, I'm literally grounded. After that, like, Leah realizes that Simon, Nick, and Abby all went out without him, without her, sorry, and she's pissed. She's, like, really upset. She gets into a fight with Simon. She, like, leaves the conversation crying because she feels like everyone likes Abby more, and Leah's just like, fuck you guys, like, I, I, you're not my friends anymore, I don't want to hear it, and, uh, which was really sad because, like, Leah's one of his oldest friends, and she's pissed off about you know, Nick choosing Abby over her, you know, in terms of a girlfriend. And Abby, since Abby and Nick are now dating, because since Simon wasn't there to interrupt them hanging out, they start dating, uh, <laughs> to put it uh, gently. And then right after that interaction, Abby's helping Simon with his makeup, and she casually brings up, like, the blackmail situation, which she didn't know about, uh, but Martin uh, explained to her. Not very well, of course. And she's like, hey, it's not cool that you tried to get me to date someone to save your own tail. Like, even if it is blackmail, I'm like, you should know better that if someone doesn't want to date someone, like, if they're not it for the person, that they're not it. Like, you should know how that feels. So, like, that fight happens. And um, there's, like, one last email interaction, I believe, with Blue. And it's uh, Simon reaching out. And he's like, hey... Like, I really, I want to see you. I want to finally meet you. Like, let's just do this thing. Like, thank you for the shirt. And he, there's like a carnival happening um, after the last showing of the, uh, of the school's play. So he's like, meet me there. Like, let's, let's do this thing. And his dad finally gives his phone back. So while he's at the carnival, 
Um, he like he apologizes to Abby, and Abby is like, "You're looking around for someone." Like I can tell. Like I can see this thing happening. And Simon's like, "I'm not looking around for anyone." And she's like, "Well, you're wearing that shirt you wanted, and I can tell it's the shirt. Um, so clearly, you're looking for someone. You should go find them. Like go do the thing." And when he's like unwrapping the shirt to wear it, he realizes earlier in the chapter when he's unwrapping the shirt to wear it, he realizes that Blue left a note in the shirt. Um, and in the shirt, the note says, "P.S. It says, P.S. I love the way you smile, like you don't realize you're doing it. I love your perpetual bedhead. I love the way you hold eye contact a moment longer than you need to, and I love the moon gray eyes. Uh, I love your moon gray eyes." So if you think I'm not attracted to you, Simon, you're crazy. Because one of the email correspondences is like, hey, if you don't think I'm attractive, like, it's fine. Like, we can just be friends. Like, it, nothing needs to happen. So, um, says the word love a bunch. So Simon's like, oh, he loves me. Great. Awesome. Um, and so, um, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Like I said, I give spoilers, but I don't give the whole thing away. So he goes on to the Tilt-A-Whirl. Which there's like a part about that in the book about uh, throwing up on the Tulta Whirl. And it's chapter 32, page 266. <laughs> I want to tell you who it is, but I can't. It's at the bottom of the page. So, um, and it's funny because my the Twitter spoilers were correct, but, um, and I didn't see it coming. So, like, there's that. But yeah, on <laughs> in chapter 32, page 266, Blue is revealed to be the person. Um, and I would love to tell you, but I think you should just read it for yourself, that aspect. But um, basically everything that happens afterwards is like really, really cute, really beautiful, really thoughtful. And it's just a really great uh, read for the rest of the book. It's very like fluffy and cute. And um, Blue gets his first kiss. Um, and they <laughs> and they make jokes about being that couple that like celebrates everything every week. So they're like... First kiss anniversary, first date anniversary, and uh, their first date, they leave the school like during lunch and go get Oreos and have like an Oreo date. It's just so cute, um, but that happens, and uh, yeah, the book has a really nice, really nice ending, and it's um, there's a talent show. Here we go. Okay, I'll give you some portion. There's a talent show, and um, his sister is revealed to be in it with Leah. He apologized to Leah. Leah and he, like, you know, they, like, get, like, they're not fighting anymore. Um, And his sister's in this band, and she's, you know, uh, playing the guitar. And Nick has been uh, training on how to do it. Um, And Leah has been, like, teaching herself. And after that, Alice distracts um, the parents by saying, like, they should go get food afterwards with Nora so they can... uh, you know, have a great night. And she's like, you and your new boyfriend go have fun at the house. Like you have this much time and I'll warn you when the parents are coming home. So parents are coming home and, uh, they like run downstairs and they're sitting on the couch, like look, making it look like they're doing homework. And what is the, um, and like Simon's whole thing is like things not being a big deal. Like he doesn't want things to be a big deal. And the last, like the last little, little bit of it is, but maybe this is a big deal. Maybe it's a holy freaking huge awesome deal. Maybe I want it to be. I'm like, that's just like so cute. And like that I I read that and I was like, oh, I hope there's another chapter. And then it there isn't. <laughs> and it goes into like um the acknowledgments and the acknowledgments for 
the gay community, like the LGBTQ community, like it, it really, it really is amazing. And I definitely um, sobbed while I was reading it. So there, that happens. And overall for me, like this book is so, so cute. I've been hearing a lot online that like people, like a lot of these movies that are coming out, they're all just like white people doing white people things. Um, and in the book, um, blue, like during one of the emails is like, why is everyone's default straight and white? Like, why is it that people ha- like who aren't straight and white have to figure out who they are as people? Like, why is that a thing that happens? And it's interesting that that's brought up because not like a lot of the other books I've read, they haven't had any kind of like discussion of race, but there's like a small discussion of race in this, which was actually really um, interesting to read because it, out of the ones that I've read, especially to you guys so far, um, that's not really been like a topic of conversation. Um, there was like it was kind of brought up, but with like pixies, I think in um, Carry On, uh, but like not as well as like with this. Um, and I I do really honestly believe that if you want to read like something that's like really f- like really easy to read, really beautifully written, um, and something fun and a little bit different, this is a good book to read and I really do plan on seeing the movie and I was really curious as to why the movie is called Love, Simon and then obviously reading the emails I figured it out Um, (laughs) it took me a little bit but uh, I do believe that if anyone wants to read like a really fun book uh, that this would be one that I would pick I think it's super fun it's a really great read Uh, I don't really have any like major critiques of it Um, Sophie would be better at that than I would be Um, but it was a really nice read. I wasn't expecting the ending. Like I wasn't expecting who it was to be who it was. Even with the Twitter spoilers, I was like, how does that happen? Like, how does it get to that point? And that's like one of my favorite things. And I'm really glad that Simon, I'll spoil this for you. I'm really glad that Simon doesn't become friends with Martin at the end. Like, I don't care if you apologize. You did something really shitty and you deserve to be sad. That's like, you know, like taking someone's huge secret and spilling it to the whole world. And then like that person getting made fun of, like you deserve to feel bad about what you did. Um, and he does apologize at the end of the book. Like there's an email correspondence from him where he apologizes and he's like, Hey, like, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like what I did was really shitty. I don't even know why I did it. My family's so accepting. And like, I just don't know why, uh, I thought that was okay to do. And it was blackmail. I'm like, good for you, you brat. But yeah, it was, it was a really good book to read. I can't say that enough. And I think that if you're looking for something fun and fluffy to read, this would be it. Um, fun and fluffy with a little bit of a, a sexual edge, <laughs> which I wasn't expecting at all. Um, I wonder if her other books are like this. Apparently, Simon makes a cameo in one of her other books, and I'm like, oh, I guess I have to read that now. But yes, I think if you guys are looking for a fun book to read, you should reach out and read Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda, which is actually a quote from one of his emails with Blue. Um which was, again, I I was wondering why the book was called that, and then I figured it out. It was very cute. Thank you for listening to Superlit. I will be back with another book sometime soon, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.